Alright. This is Bible Talk Walk. Oh, I really need to focus on the Bible. Even though I had a ton of stuff I was going to say. Let's focus on the Bible. So, um, let's see. I was just finished up the day listening to uh, Lord of Spirits, which is not, um, you know, I think it's more Ruthenian, but, um, so it's closer to Rome, I think, as far as, like, Byzantine, um, and especially local in, uh, my area, um, I think at this point in time, are more like, not local local, but a little bit larger, but authoritatively locally. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty good uh, faith tradition uh, as far as John Christostom and emphasis in that area. Uh, but, Bible, okay. Um, so the guys, they were talking about... Uh, I think with uh, one of the kings. Man, honestly, it's just mainly theology that I'm remembering. Um, the, some of the topics of resurrection. And, uh, but, you know, Um, I guess, well, they, one, one thing I guess I took away, because actually the Lord of Spirits is led by a, a biblical theologian, um, sorry, a biblical studies, like, doctor, both great, but, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I know nothing, all I know is just the, the iconography, right, all I know is drive by and I see a, a, a thing of some nativity scene in someone's yard. Don't even know why it's there. No, I do. But still, like, sometimes your brain just shuts down. It's like, okay, that's all I know. I go to work, I get out, I see this nativity scene, I go home, I get yelled at. No, I'm just joking. I get loved. And I love them. My family. And then, you know, you know that family love. But if, if you're not intentional about reading the Bible and stuff, and it's, it's almost impossible to get in a good amount of reading. I won't lie. It, it feels like it. Um, it's obviously possible. But anyway. So the nativity scene. Let's, let's stay on that. That, you know, the nativity, the uh, first couple chapters of the Gospels. And you know, Luke chapter 2, I think. Uh, and then, so you see that, and you know that scripture, and you know, oh, maybe you met a Roman Catholic, and the Hail Mary, wow, uh, that, that's right there. That's a, that's a huge, huge thing. Very important prayer. Right, 
probably like a Steubenville doctor, like my friend. Anyway, um, she's a uh, great person, but she she considered it a sacramental in the book uh, All Roads Lead to Rome. I haven't finished, but I've read so many bits and pieces that I haven't finished. And I've listened to plenty of Scott Hart. Uh, he's a better writer than he is a speaker. Unless he's with Matt. He's a great speaker, he's very organized. It's just, I lose attention for some reason. It's just not. Uh, he'd probably be amazing in a classroom. Because I think he has a beard. <laughs> anyway, um, in the early church, kind of beer. So, where was I going? Nativity scene. Okay, uh, I loved Christmas service this year because we talked about the Magi. And I'm like, man, the Magi was there with the Nativity scene. I, I want to. If you could just focus on that, zero in on the Nativity scene and the Magi going into his Eastern Magi kind of life. I wonder if he'd find a ton of connections with uh, the uh, apostolic uh, succession. More details there. I don't know. I know that was like a big emphasis for the Roman Catholic sermon, but I'd like to know more about the Magi. And I was thinking the other day, it'd be nice to look into um, not just that, but all the 12 disciples and really dig deep into a patristic study that could be a good resource for RCIA. Um, or like pre-RCIA. So people can get in. I do believe in ecumenical humanism, but I, th- I also heed the warning of my local, the local stuff I've been learning. You know, nobody, I, I haven't, man, I haven't found 
Maybe it is a Houston thing, because a lot of people don't like it. I mean, I only know like one person kind of open and like really intense without compromising without compromising conservative values. You know, where you're constantly re-examining conservatism, conservatism, and uh, you're trying to keep a foundation while expanding into serious ecumenical dialogue. Maybe because if you're really honest and you're extremely knowledgeable, you're either going to be if you're extremely knowledgeable and you have your self-convictions, you'll probably be very depressed half the time. And then the other half of the time, you'll be super stressed because you'll be, you really believe something and you'll, you'll have to change. You'll either have to change or you'll have to get your point across. So you're probably tacking between extreme stress and extreme depression, which is very difficult. And, uh, so I did hear something about happiness today, though. So maybe that would help. But kind of slipped my mind. <laughs> but uh, something I was uh, looking into earlier today. It might have been. Oh, probably was talking about it. I'm sure whatever he looks up, it's gonna be pretty encouraging. I'm pretty sure he's done some teaching on it, which I would definitely refer out to some of that. Uh, the only problem with that is it's so academic that, and it's good, it's concise, it's good, it's clear if you have like all the terminology down, but I mean, I have a master's in history, which is not... Understanding of terminology, you can put it in any degree, probably. But anyway, as far as biblical studies go, I don't know. So if you gauge it that way, I'm probably not the smartest. Uh, I'm sure I'm the smartest tool in the show. But you know what I mean? Like, at times, different categories, I'm probably not the smartest tool in the show. So, but despite that, I got these. Bible degrees, and I probably don't deserve them.